where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man, concurrent with the Female Holistic Health Apothecary. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about iatrogenic deaths or just deaths caused by medical error, doctor error, nurse error, and so forth, because this is this is important. This is important because a lot of you will go into a hospital for something elective, like maybe breast augmentation or remove uterine fibroid tumors or knee replacement, arthroplasty, and you might not come back out alive. I mean, I don't mean to be kind of macabre about it, but Medical errors account for the third leading cause of death in America, and it's estimated that about 250,000 deaths a year are caused by iatrogenic mistakes or, or mistakes of unknown causes. Now you think, well, why isn't this in the news more? Well, I mean, clearly hospitals don't want this in the news and hospitals have a gigantic lobby in Hollywood and in the media, so they don't want this to be known. How many people remember the well-known drug Vioxx that killed 50,000 people about 15 years ago when it was out in the market, the heart drug? That's as many people that died in the Korean War and the Vietnam War. People don't hear about that. You know, we don't even have to start with all the COVID cover-ups. Clearly, this doesn't want to be known. They don't want this to be revealed. And it's quite shocking that you think about 250,000, third leading cause of death in America is mistakes. So the best thing to do is don't go to the hospital. I have been blessed and I have been fortunate that, and and I'd say some of this is just, there's luck to it, but some of it is also just taking care of yourself. And despite my best attempts throughout my childhood and adolescence and in my early 20s to treat my body like utter crap by calorie, calorie outing and binge eating and all these things I talk about in Confessions of an Obi Child when I was an overweight kid, I've been blessed in that I've, I've never had surgery. I had my wisdom teeth removed back in the 90s and that was conscious sedation and I recovered pretty quickly. Now I think they completely knock you out. And I need, I need to do an episode on the studies that are pretty telling that if you go under anesthesia at least three times, it increases your chances of having dementia later on. I need to do a study, I do a, an episode on that. Not to scare any of you who've, had, who've been under the knife that many times, but if you take care of yourself, if you eat well, if you exercise, and if you just have good luck, I mean, of course, any of us could be in a car accident or slip off a ladder any second of the day. So it's not like you go, oh, look, I've never been, you know, it can happen to anybody, right? Bad luck can happen to anybody. But I've been fortunate in that I've never been under the knife or never, I've never spent a night in the hospital ever, nor do I want to, to be honest. But we're going to be glinting off an article from the NBC News. 
Nearly one in four U.S. hospitalized patients experience harmful events, study finds. Nearly one in four patients who are admitted to hospitals in the U.S. will experience harm, according to a study published Wednesday in the New England Journal of Medicine. That's one of the most prestigious journals out there. And this article is from January of this year. The stark findings underscore that despite decades of effort, U.S. hospitals still have a long way to go to improve patient safety. Quote, the numbers are disappointing but not shocking, said lead study author Blah Blah, chief of general medicine at Brigham and Women's Hospital and the medical director of clinical and quality analysis for Blah Blah Blah. Quote, they do show we still have lots of work to do. The research looked at the medical records of 2,800 patients who were hospitalized in 11 Boston area hospitals in 2018. The study excluded people who were admitted for observation only or for hospice, rehabilitation, addiction treatment, or psychiatric care. Hospital data showed that 668 of the patients, about a quarter of them, experienced at least one event during their stays that negatively affected their health, even temporarily. A total of 222 adverse events were considered preventable, meaning error resulted in patient harm. Now, I read a PubMed article that out of all the iatrogenic deaths, the 200, roughly 250,000 a year, 90% of them were preventable. Not shocking, 90% of them. The majority of bad outcomes were deemed unpreventable. They include known side effects from certain medications or known risks associated with surgeries. The most common adverse effect overall were related to medications given in the hospital. Surgery and other procedures accounted for over 30% followed by what study authors called, quote, patient care events, close quote, at 15%. They include falls and bed sores, both of which are considered preventable. Yeah. Bed sores, decubitus bed sores. Woo! This is why they, in some hospitals, they, they move the patients. They have machines that will lift the ICU patients, patients that are comatose, because if you're lying on your back indefinitely, you get these sores, and these sores, could, of course, can lead to infections. So they try to move the patients around. One bright spot, experts said, was that infections acquired in the hospital accounted for only about 12% of the adverse events, a, a significant decrease from 1991 study that found infections were the second most common adverse effect. Now, the most common adverse effect is adverse effects from a medication. But you think about it, I mean, even those are preventable to a certain extent. Now, if and this is one of the arguments for the medical chips being put in you, is let's say you are allergic to penicillin. Let's say I'm allergic to penicillin, and I know I'm allergic to penicillin. Am I allergic to penicillin? I don't think so, but I don't take medication. So I could be allergic to a bunch of medications, and I don't even know I'm allergic to a bunch of medications. But the argument is, if I'm allergic to penicillin, I need to wear a bracelet that tells people I'm allergic to penicillin, or I could have an adverse reaction to codeine, or one of these very common medications that people are allergic to. The argument is, well, well, we need to put medical chips in everybody, but that way we can scan them when they come to the ER, and we'll know. Because why? The medical bracelet will snap off? No, this is just a backdoor way to get us all chipped. But either way, you think on one level, well, they prescribe a drug and it has an adverse effect. On one level, how would the doctors know if you have a drug allergy? They wouldn't unless you are able to detail that or a family member would detail it when you come into the ER. Now, many times you come into the ER in a car accident and they don't have the time to ask you because you're under or they can't ask the family. Other time, the family might not know. So I want to give the benefit of the doubt. There's times where you could have 
an allergy to a drug and it's not their fault. But there's cases where doctors are just lazy. And I mean, look, how many times do we hear the story about a doctor doing the arthroplasty, knee arthroplasty on the wrong knee to the point where people are like writing on with permanent markers. It's this knee, X marks the spot, do this knee. So look, let's not make this this idea that that doctors and other healthcare professionals are infallible and impeccable. They make mistakes all the time, and lots of times these mistakes are due to laziness. And sometimes it's due to them being under the influence of stuff, but many times it's just laziness. But on occasion, it's because how would they know you're allergic to something? Now, when it comes to getting infections, nosocomial infections, yes, were much more common in the past. So you come in for a knee replacement and you leave with MRSA, methicillin-resistant staphylococcus aureus, well, staph, right? This is what we call it. And, and, and things like this, things like C. diff, which is an intestinal uh, nosocomial kind of infection that you can get when you go to the hospital, that's, that's bacteria. C. diff is a bacteria that can just eat up your intestines to the point where you're just coming out of every hole. And they typically would give antibiotics in the past to cure you of C. diff. But antibiotics, of course, will kill your microbiome and end up these patients would do worse. So what they do now, if you ever get a C. diff infection at the hospital or anywhere, they'll give you a poop transplant. They'll give you the poop from a donor and then they insert it into your, your colon. And hopefully the, the healthy bacteria in the donor's poop will establish a colony of a, of a healthy microbiome to fight the C. diff bacteria. No, so no doubt, nosocomial infections, infections that you acquire when at a hospital has decreased. But overall, it's still a major problem. It's still a major problem that you go into a hospital and you come out with something that you didn't expect to get when you were in the hospital. Let's finish up this article. Although we have eliminated some causes of harm, there are new kinds of harm that have been created associated with the potent new medications and new procedures. It says blah, blah, blah. For example, drug companies have made significant advances over the three decades since the last report was published, but with an abundance of available drugs come more opportunities for medical-related errors. Well, I mean, we talked about the FDA. You know, If you look at it on paper, they'll say they're overwhelmed with all these, these, these approvals that they have to do, and the, and the office is too small to approve all these things. Please, it's the revolving door. We know it's the revolving door. Okay, The FDA is staffed, especially on the higher levels, by big pharma executives and they just do the revolving door so it's it's the fda has a problem in that its mission is contradictory its mission is to protect americans and to make sure that there is a, a level of, of safeguarding of food and drugs that are that are available to us but also their goal is to provide and to promote American businesses, pharma businesses, food businesses. So, of course, many times these are contradictory. Right? They're, they're definitely going to be contradictory. So, yes, more medications means more problems. Quote, there are many more medications available today compared to 1991, and some of the medicines have a smaller therapeutic margin, <laughs> which is the gap between the therapeutic effect and dangerous dose, says Dr. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, this goes back to what you've talked about before, how big pharma drugs are and yes, of course, if you're going to the ER, they're going to shoot you up with atropine to save your life. It makes sense. Okay, but many of the medications that we take are optional. And I'm not talking about you being rushed to the ER. I'm talking about you right now in your medicine cabinet. How many people are on psychiatric drugs? 
for depression, anxiety, how many people are on hypertensive drugs, on high cholesterol drugs, all these drugs that probably just cleaning up your diet and exercising. I know this is the, the naturopathic angle as opposed to the allopathic angle. Uh, would remedy these problems, but we're in such a papa pill mentality, instant gratification. We see the drug commercials, talk to your doctor today about blah, 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 that we feel like we need to be taking these drugs. And then we never read the inserts. How many people read the inserts of SSRI antidepressants? Increases your chances of homicidal or suicidal ideation. How many people read that? How many women who are on hormonal contraceptives read the inserts that it does increase your chances possibly of breast cancer? How many people read those? Not to mention the other side effects. No, they don't. They don't. So in closing, guys, look. Hospitals used to be filthy back in the day. Filthy. I mean, you would go to die. So we've definitely made strides in terms of fighting microbes, thanks to Dr. Listerine, for example, 150 years ago. And hospitals are infinitely better than they were now because, you know, if anything, it's not because they care about you. It's because they don't want to get sued. They don't want to get sued, but just be aware. Doctor errors, hospital errors account for 250,000 deaths a year. 250 deaths a year. So the, the best thing is prevention is always cheaper than treatment. Take care of yourself, clean up your diet, move the body, shock the body, things that we talk about in Naturopathic Earth, the website, and of course here at the Awaken Man and at the Femaleistic Health Apothecary. Guys, a couple of things you can do right now. Rate and review if you've never done that before on Apple or Spotify. Check out The Cinema Rag, my movie podcast. It has about 82 episodes now. Every time I promote it every Monday, it's got five more episodes. So please rate and review that if you like movies and Hollywood gossip. And lastly, two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal to make a donation. The other one is a link to the website so you can read all the articles we have and all the four different feeds that we have at our platform over there. Until next time, take care. God bless and pray. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.